Hi, Margo. Hi, Sonia. How are you? I am good, I think, maybe. I'm having a lot of feelings, which you will discover presently. (laughs) Well, take it away then. Tell me all about your feelings. Having a lot of feelings, yes. So I guess we should preface this with today is not a particularly historical break time, but it does relate to the kind of work that we do here, the kind of work that we do in other places, and the kind of work that is done by a lot of people um, that I personally think is a little undervalued and that we should take some time to really reflect on this whole thing that's happening. Right? Sounds good. Okay. So the other thing that our listeners might not know (laughs) is that I personally have an aversion to directly interacting with the news. Uh, I find it hard enough to exist in the world, Um, but that is not to say that I am uninformed because I spend most of my time uh, working from home with my husband, who also works from home, who listens to the news a lot. And so I get it relatively frequently through osmosis, kind of just like I hear it. I can't escape it. It is there. So I am pretty informed on current events because there's like news playing uh, in our house and our apartment is very small. Um, And one of the things yesterday, so I just want to make sure that I give the reporting credit of these events to um, both the BBC and to Breaking Points, which you can find online. There are a couple of people who used to be at the Hill. Anyway, so they had a whole thing about ChatGPT and some recent events regarding ChatGPT. And if you have interacted with my deeply limited TikTok, like my personal one, you will see that I have like all of four things on there. And like most of them are about how much I hate AI. Because I hate AI and it's bad. Yeah, sorry that I used the AI filter trend <laughs> on the Baba Yaga TikTok, but in fairness, did make some cool-looking American girl dolls. Yeah. So. So, and I mean, like, I don't care so much about those kinds of things. So I'm gonna sort of do like a kind of breakdown, super fast, of like sort of what's going on with ChatGPT, what's going on with those like AI filters and kind of like what tech pros have really been trying to sell it. So the reason that all of these things are kind of like big news right now is there have been in the past like 12 months or so a bunch of new AI tools that have been released to the public. So there's quite a few AI quote-unquote visual art generators Um, and then there's been ChatGPT which is a software that's then used in a lot of or an algorithmic setup that's used in a lot of other sort of like programs that is a writing generator right and so then you have all of this news and like nobody who's not involved in tech is going to have any jobs anymore because like if you're a writer we don't need you anymore and if you're a lawyer we don't need you anymore and blah 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 sort of missing the point of what it is that the chat gpt is actually doing and i think that comes down to a lot of reasons that i'm going to talk about later and part of that has to do with the failure of the american education system but we'll get into that later so the other big reason that this is all in the news is because part of the writer strike so the writers guild of america strike mentioned ai their primary issues were with pay discrepancies and with the issues surrounding how people are trained to work in the film and television industry and that most people move from writers to showrunners and so you need to have time on set and all of these other things and you should definitely look at the other things that they are striking for because it's really important and I think that people should be aware of what's happening in the media they consume. But one of the things was about how 
AI can be used in the future of writing for cinema and television. And it's essentially that like writers can use it in the way that some of these tools are intended, where it's like if you're having a kind of issue with some wording that you put in the sentence that you have to kind of get a new sentence you know, or options of new sentences in the same way that you might bounce things off other people, right? That's how most writers are using these things because they can't generate stuff and we'll get into that later. They, they can't make, right. the AIs cannot create independently, right? They can't do that. Um, and the tech bros are like, we don't need writers anymore. We'll just have ChatGPT write all of the TV shows. And um, that just gives bad ideas to executives. But they're also saying things on Twitter and in news articles and think pieces about how like we don't need things like lawyers or other uh, people who work in knowledge-based fields. So what I want to talk about specifically today are two stories, one that was broken by the BBC and then one that came up on Twitter. Both of these were in. So the first story is about a lawyer in New York who is facing a court hearing after his firm used ChatGPT for legal research. So a quote from the BBC says that a judge said that the court was faced with a quote unprecedented circumstance unquote after a filing was found to reference example legal cases that did not exist. Both lawyers who work for the firm of uh, Levidow, Levidow, and Oberman have been ordered to explain why they should not be disciplined at a June 8th hearing. And millions of people have been using ChatGPT since it launched in November. It can answer questions in a natural human-like language and also mimic other writing styles. It uses the internet as it was in 2021 as a database. So this is obviously hilarious. Um, and the next story is going to sort of clear some of these things up. Um, so the next story is from a professor. So his name was C.W. Howell, and he had this whole long thread about an assignment he gave to one of his classes. So he had a class of 60 students. He assigned all of them to generate essays on ChatGPT based off of a prompt that he gave them. And then they had to edit it, looking specifically for false information and plagiarism. And he, with his students, found that in every single example, every single essay had what's called hallucinated information. And this is just shit that ChatGPT has generated out of thin air. Like, quotes that don't exist anywhere. And this is what happened with the right. precedents that were used in the lawyer case ah. <laughs> where they were generating completely fabricated previous cases that they could use. So right, that makes sense. The case that this all happened on was um, a sort of personal injury issue against an airline and they had like 12 cases that were supposedly found that suggested that they should rule in favor of this plaintiff. And at least six of them turned out to be totally fake. And mm -hmm. the other six had sections of them that were also fake, right? That ChatGPT, and it turns out that this older lawyer had used ChatGPT not realizing that this is how it worked. That's wild. And so what is happening here is that ChatGPT generates new text. That is all that it does. Because it's trained on literally like millions of pages on the internet, it obviously can recognize certain styles of text and writing and can write in those styles. So it recognizes what a footnote is and it recognizes what a like legal citation looks like. But the issue is that AI, as we have it now and probably as we have it for well into the future, right. is not creative. It cannot do creative thinking. And part of why this is is because we don't understand how we do creative thinking and so we cannot program something else to do it. Right? We don't know any really anything 
about how our own brains work. We think we do, but we don't really. And if you ask neuroscientists yet, they'll be like, yeah, it's a huge mystery. It's like the deep sea in there. Like there's just so much that we literally don't know or understand about how our brains work. So like in terms of generating things that are truly creative, my cats can do more than chat gpt because they can like they have like little cat emotions and new experiences and they learn from those experiences in ways that machines cannot so like machine learning is doing some really cool things but they cannot they have not yet got creative thinking down so what this means is that it can't make anything original and one of the things that knowledge workers do the the true basis of what knowledge workers do right knowledge workers like lawyers historians literary professors writers and creators one of the things that's at the basis of what we do is looking at previous writing, extrapolating from that and creating something separate from both of those things while referencing it. And ChatGPT cannot do that. So it can't read previous cases and then extrapolate how it might relate to another case and create a citation for that. It can't do that. It can read the other case and then put it into this huge database of right. other cases that have and learn how to format a footnote for that. But you can't put in a security guard punch my client in the face. What are other like what are previous cases where like the client sued for this reason of why they shouldn't have gotten punched in the face and got damages? Because it's not going to be able to extrapolate from those different circumstances because it's not going to have the basis of comparison and it's not going to be able to formulate creative arguments. And so all it can do is pull things out that it thinks that you want, <laughs> right? That the algorithm is seen as similar and then give you something that's set up in a footnote. Right. So most of, if you ask for like actual information, most of what you're going to get from ChatGPT is going to be not just false, but like often like completely invented. People have found that ChatGPT is accusing people of like, or like fabricating sexual assault allegations against people and doing all sorts of wild stuff. And the people who are promoting ChatGPT aren't telling people that this is how it works. You wouldn't realize that it's not able to critically read. It just jumbles words together in patterns that it has recognized. Right. These tech bros are like, we don't need lawyers anymore. And it's like, okay, cool. But like, you're just going to be making up cases and that's not useful. But it, it shows what the real work that knowledge workers are doing is and why they can't be replaced by machines and why we should be focusing on the <laughs> focusing on replacing the jobs that machines can be good at. I think that what what is clear, like in these cases specifically, is that knowledge workers are generating creative new things, right? Like a lawyer isn't just like going through motions of like uh, I found this I put this in this box and now like judge give me thing that's not how it works it is creative extrapolation and like creative relationship building and all of these things in like this knowledge context in the same way that like what the yeah, work that exactly. we do here right like you're PhD thesis or like my master's thesis like it's looking at all of these documents in the past looking at what everybody else has written about them and realizing through reading all of that realizing that there is another thing that was going on in that moment and connecting it to all of these other things like it is new generative work those are things that like that robots can't do right now <laughs> and probably I think shouldn't ever 
do that on some level that probably requires some level of consciousness which obviously like robots don't have yeah that would also raise a lot of ethical implications if you have a machine that is fully sentient and creative and like can experience emotions well and i think the thing is that this raises ethical questions now there is really no way to opt out of having your work if your work is on the internet in any capacity even if it's behind a paywall um, there's no way to really prevent chat gpt from scanning it into its database of works and then essentially being able to plagiarize your work it's happened so much especially with the visual images i wonder how this is going to hold up in courts right like if you're looking at intellectual property laws copyright laws like how are we going to navigate that aspect of things yeah so this is the thing thing that's coming up now with this particular ethical question is that because there's not a way to opt out a lot of people are like hey this should be an opt-in service like ChatGPT needs so much information that it will not work if people are allowed to opt out of it. Also, it is not abiding by copyright laws and it is defaming people and causing all sorts of problems. So like, uh, I think that they're going to come up with at least a few different lawsuits that are probably going to change the way that this technology is existing right now um, and that I hope makes it really really hard for this technology to exist. I just feel like we've had so many movies that explore like hey maybe we shouldn't yeah. make machines be able to think for themselves maybe that's a bad idea and then for some reason people took that as a challenge and were like no let's let's do it anyways. If we are going to take movies about bad ideas that are implemented and then go horribly wrong could we at least pick Jurassic Park? <laughs> Could I at least get live dinosaur out so of the So what I always think is it that was, so uh, much to ask. I think it was a Tumblr post where somebody was like, I feel like my entire life is somebody writes a book called Horrible Future of Technology, Please Don't Make This Monstrosity. And then some dude reads it and is like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Let's make monstrosity. I feel like ChatGPT is just like one more of these horrible things that could have just been avoided. Ultimately, it comes down to this like absolute degradation in what we think of as valuable work and that knowledge work should be thought of as valuable work and not as more valuable than any other work, right? It is anybody who is doing any kind of labor should be valued for that. But there is there is labor that we don't necessarily need to be doing anymore. Like, we have the machine learning to make it so that robots can stock shelves and that people don't have to physically injure themselves working into their 60s stocking shelves like they should just get a basic universal basic income and a robot should do that and it's just it's frustrating to see like great leaps in technology being wasted on this stupid shit i hate it and i hate ai and i think that we should stop <laughs> so thanks for taking a break with bobby <laughs> It was very relaxing and definitely didn't make me feel much, much worse. That's what we're here for. We'll see you next time if you choose to come back. The next episode will be written by ChatGPT, though, so... <laughs> Which means most of it will be false. <laughs> You've been warned. This Baba Yaga break time was brought to you by Patreon supporters just like you. Follow us at Baba Yaga Project on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.